my whole thing is I want to use photography. And the reason I want to be great with it is because I want to use that as, as a means to, you know, make change in different ways with kids and helping kids uh, similar to myself, because even growing up, never had money or I couldn't ask my mom to buy me something. And someone really livestock, actually the sneaker store, they actually bought me my camera to start. They really helped me in that sense. Like they bought me the camera and I worked the year for free for them. Yeah. And, um, so for me, it's like, I want to multiply that by a hundred, 200, 300, yeah. and just like help a bunch of other kids who have dreams, but don't have the access. I originally met Jamal when he hit me up on Instagram, just through a DM and was kind of mentioning that he was coming to Hong Kong. I was kind of unsure of, you know, who this guy was. Like I knew who he was as a quote unquote Instagrammer, as J scale, but I was kind of curious, like, oh, this guy's hitting me up. That's kind of cool. Like I didn't, I was like, oh, how does he even know about me? But as we started talking and started connecting more, we eventually met up in Hong Kong and I was, I gotta say I was pleasantly surprised because I always, and this is me being a bit judgmental, but when it comes to people that have large Instagram followings, I'm usually 50-50. I'm like, man, this guy might be a flake or this guy might be really interesting. And, you know, I was, like I said, I was pleasantly surprised because he came with a level of maturity and a level of, I guess, vision behind his work and what he was trying to do that I, you know, it's an energy that naturally pulls you in. You, you kind of understand this guy's not just here to be, you know, internet famous. He actually has a purpose and a mission behind the work he's creating. When I first met him, he was super soft-spoken, super chill. It, it kind of pushed me to want to understand this guy a bit more, like he's really quiet. And how do you find a way to kind of open him up and, and kind of understand what he's thinking? Over the course of this conversation we had, it kind of became clear that, hey, there's a lot of complex things and a lot of bigger picture things that Jamal's thinking about and what he wants to achieve is is very clear. So I'm, I'm personally super excited to see what he has in the pipeline and how he plans to achieve it because at the end of the day, he's still super young. He has an understanding of what that visibility can help him achieve. And that to me is, is one of the most interesting thing like some some people develop these massive followings and their hope is to monetize it other people like jamal they see it as a vehicle towards a better community better culture better society and that to me i wish happened a little bit more often you know i th i think that he he comes across especially through his answers as someone that understands the big picture my favorite takeaway from this interview was his openness to his past and his desire to connect it to the future. You know, he didn't necessarily come from a place of means and he's built up this platform, this following on his own accord. Despite the fact he didn't necessarily have all the opportunities growing up, he wants to kind of put that in front of everyone else going forward. Props to this guy. Do a lot of people know how you got into photography? A considerable number of people. Yeah. If anyone knows me and asks, I just, yeah, I just realized I like taking yeah. pictures of like, my phone. Was there, was there a moment in time when you were like learning how to shoot and you're like, oh, you know what? Like, this is the one thing about photography that draws me in every single time. Like, is there something that 
that drew you in the very beginning? At first, the whole reason why I took the jump and quit my job is because... What were you doing at the time? I was in school. Yeah. I thought I was going to become like a sports doctor. Yeah. And soon, the job that I got offered, it was with Nike. So I'm like, yo, I could work with Nike as a photographer. And I actually like taking pictures. So let's do a good job here. And then let's try and get some more. And then I, I realized, let me let me give this a try. Let me let me spend a year working on this and trying to get better and see where it takes me. Yeah. And how do you think that that sort of translated into what do you think people classify you as when it comes to photography? And do you do you agree with that or do you just live with it? I mean, people will label you so quickly. And especially if before you even built up your portfolio, you've built up your Instagram, you're going to be called an Instagrammer before you're called a photographer. And you'll get hit up for work related to Instagram and not work. Like Instagram type material. Yeah, like you'll get hit up for work on that tip, but you're not going to get hit up for just editorial work because they see you as an Instagrammer. And that's something that I've fought through and, and battled through to be in the position I am in today where, you know, at first, if I was making a living or taking care of myself through photography, a, a big portion of that was taking Instagram jobs. And I worked very hard, even like taking a step back just to make sure that that's not where my work is coming from, because I pride myself on the photography first and growing and learning. And it's been a long but short amount of time. And I feel as if if someone were to like try to describe me as a, as a photographer, they might bring up the fact that everything I'm doing or posting and sharing is all in black and white. And then two, like, I hope they see it, but I really pride myself on capturing moments versus taking pictures. Cause I think those two things are totally separate and they're, t they're two different fields of thinking. Yeah. And for you, when, when you started getting into photography, you were to, to pursue it on a more professional level, you were kind of setting the path amongst people around you. Like you didn't really have like an uncle or someone to rely on. Right. How did you navigate that? Or was it just because the phone is so accessible for better or worse, it allows you to quickly figure out stuff? That too has been one of the things that I've been going through. And that that whole idea of not having a direct mentor uh, related to photography and what I'm interested in, where I want to go. So I think the way that I've developed and improved and put myself in a better position, just moving forward, trying to make progress every day. I just, I just reached out to people who are successful in their respective field. And I would ask them questions that were kind of general specific enough that I'm able to take bits and pieces away and apply to what I'm doing, um, in terms of relationships. Like I definitely noticed that when we first started talking, like, and we didn't really know each other that well, you were already like asking a lot of questions. And I think that that's really interesting to me because a lot of people generally are don't have anything to say or they don't ask questions or whatever it may be. And like, I thought it was really fascinating in that regard because at the end of the day, and this is me and my own personal sort of approach or insight into people that build like a really strong social media following. Like it's easy for you to, to associate a large following with success. You know what I mean? Like some people do that and like, Oh, you know what? I have, you know, like 200,000 followers, like what do I need to learn? Or at least I'm not as hungry for knowledge. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the one thing I was like pretty surprised about when I spoke to you or we yeah. just started connecting, right? Yeah. That's what sort of lured me in in terms of like, oh, this is could be interesting. Like what is your internal pursuit of improvement? Yeah, for sure. 
my whole thing is if I can learn something every day, then I'm a better person tomorrow. And I definitely have always tried to stay away from that because whatever amount of followers I had, I know that the, the platform I share my stuff on is just one of many. And someone could have two, four, 500,000 followers on any platform and they might be they might be granted a lot of opportunities based on their likelihood, but there's also YouTube, you know, there's also Facebook, there's also the real world, there's activists, there's there's real people doing real things and to to walk around and think that you're something already just off of photos you take and if the photos don't really hold any meaning, the number doesn't mean that much, you know. Yeah. Did you did you play a lot of basketball growing up? I played basketball but I, I watched I watched yeah. just as much and yeah. Just always a fan for the game, and it it really influenced my style, my love for sneakers, and just the knowledge that I was interested in. Yeah, obtaining. Do you think that yet there's part of you now that still holds the same sort of values or interests? Like, you know, do sneakers mean the same thing to you as they did before, or now that you're trying to like, you have these these bigger agendas, helping kids, whatever? Like, does it? Does it start to push away from that sort of sneaker world? I would definitely say that photography and making change has taken. I've always been thinking about making change since I was since I was a kid. Yeah, why is that? You think? Um, because because of the way I grew up and not having much and um seeing my mom go through what she went through and wanting to help people, yeah. you know, and wanting to help people and realizing as I got older, you know, um, I realized that parents based on their situation it affects their kids too you know and there's a lot of things that i had to learn on my own and if i learned this half of the stuff i learned in the last three years when i was 15 or 16 i wonder where i'd be so i want i want to give kids that deserve that information that as soon as possible so that you know there's there's less violence there's less all, all, all the stuff that doesn't need to be happening, there's less of that. Yeah. So that's like a huge motivating thing. And the sneakers and basketball, yes, I love them. I love them deeply and they mean so much to me. But like if I had to pick a trip that's going to help me get better at taking pictures or, you know, spending a little bit extra to get like a pair of new Jays that are coming out, I'm going to pick the trip. I'm yeah. going to pick the education because at the end of the day, I don't know, I tell myself this, like if I become great at what I do, everything that I'm sacrificing now, I'll be able to cop when I'm older. That whole desire to kind of effectuate change, like in your most ideal circumstance, how would you make that happen? Like what is like the structure or like the approach, you know? Is it like, oh, I'm going to, like I'm making this up. Like, oh, I'm going to build a school. That's exactly what I'm going to (laughs) do. That's exactly what I want to do. I want to build a school. What What would your ideal school setting look like? I mean, it's weird and... I don't feel like people know too much about like how schooling systems work, but, and even myself, I don't know too much. And that's something I'm going to be learning about, but in the areas where kids need the the best education or the most resources to actually become successful, it's not the case. You know, there's, if it's a a low income area or a more dangerous area, that's not going to be a teacher's first choice to go, go work in. Uh, They're going to, they're going to want to work somewhere else. And the people who end up working at those schools, that's because they didn't get a job somewhere else. And don't get me wrong, there are teachers who want to be in that setting and help those kids, but more often than not, it's like the teacher taking the second best job and they're they're walking in there with, 
I don't know, not the not the heart to make change when that's the place to be doing that. So I want to make a school where, and the setting essentially would be for kids who who need the most attention and need the most information. Yeah. And it's a hub for that. And it's a hub where, you know, there's a there's an art room, there's a media room where you can learn about computers and the piano and the, yeah. the camera and all that stuff. All the stuff that they don't necessarily have access to. I want to provide a place where that that's all facilitated. Do you think that your upbringing now and like the different different parts of culture that you kind of intersect with, whether it's photography and like the creative world, you know, where you grew up from sports, like do you see yourself as a bit of a connector between all those different worlds? Yes, and I'm slowly learning that, you know, and I think we had this conversation the other day, like, you can be really good at something, but sometimes you need to bring something else to the table, and you need to find ways to implement your personality, because at the end of the day, that's what's going to make you unique. You can be really good at something, but if you don't connect with certain cultures or different cultures and bring them all together, your voice is only so big, so I'm, I, I wake up every day trying to figure out how I can combine my, each of my passions and, and, and put it into one place. How do you deal with things that don't go according to plan? I think the one thing that we're all up against is time yeah. and responsibility. And for me, yeah, there's, there's days where I get frustrated or I'm not satisfied with, even if I did make progress in different areas, if it's not what's like on my mind at this, at the given moment to improve on, I start to get like, I start to get stressed out and I try to figure out, okay, what am I going to do? How am I going to make this happen? And I think that in all of this, the biggest, the biggest eye opener has been the traveling and the, the people I've met because it's just like on this trip alone and coming out here to do a workshop on street photography and documentary photography, I realized that, you know, it's, you have to implement your, 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 your personality and your, and your, and your skill set into everything you do. And it, it's made me want to cancel the next trip I had coming up to be gone for 20 days and do more of that street stuff to just be home and really buckle down and like try and find a space where I can start promoting or fostering that energy and and bringing everything together. Yeah. In terms of projects, what are, what are the types of projects that you're currently being hit up for and what are the types of projects you wish you were doing more of? So the projects that I'm currently getting hit up for, I just came off a, a month trip to Africa with the with the president of the Raptors. He has a charity over there, and that taught me a lot about making change and working hard and putting your passion together. But aside from that, so basketball related, uh, charity related, sport related, like Nike will hit me up to either one do like a low key like content production for them and just provide a bunch of photos for them for their social channels and stuff and for the the media the media they're working with or I might get hit up to like do some stuff with Nike and like post it on my social yeah. and that's only happened recently and I feel like that's the only type of stuff I would be doing when yeah. it comes to posting on social now yeah. um, so that's been a blessing outside of that just like personal stuff I've been trying to find uh, a way to present the stuff that I've been shooting the past year in a way because it's stuff that I haven't really posted on Instagram I've kept to myself because it's better than that yeah and people don't understand that and I want to connect with the people who appreciate what I do yeah so what would that what would that look like what would be the best way for you to 
in my sure. mind in my mind it'd be like a publication of sorts and yeah. i've already gone through a sample got some feedback uh and since i'm out here on the east side of the world and i'm going to be in japan again i'm going to try and get a bit more because the first first one i'm working on was based on japan yeah. and i had about a good 15 to 25 images in it I, I can't remember the exact number right now but hopefully i can get if i shoot for eight days get another four four to six and just maybe take a couple out or add a few more or maybe i could add some other ones that make sense now and then just put put that out into the world and it's not a book but something in between and do you ever feel like you know what what people might portray you as or think think of you as is not the reality i've definitely removed myself from the everyday social aspect of it and communicating and sharing but that's because I've become so focused on trying to find my lane, the next, the next, the next path I want to drive down to experience new things and learn new, new things about life. And I still share, but yeah, I definitely think that they they may not have the the best understanding of who I am, or they might have a perception of me. But I do think that I've become a bit better with how I word the stuff I put out there and the stuff I'm sharing, like. When I cared about the numbers and stuff, I wouldn't post anything charity related because I know people don't care about that. But now if I'm gonna use social media and I wanna be myself, I'm gonna share the stuff that I care about. So there's been a switch in that sense and I've been sharing the charity stuff. The I've stuff you really believe in. The stuff I yeah. believe in. I've seen I've seen my, my numbers drop. I've seen my follower account go down and I don't even care and I think that's the best part about it yeah I, I never cared about the numbers and I, I don't pride myself on it and I don't associate yeah. I associate the fact that I worked hard to get there but inside yeah. of that like I pride myself on making sure that I don't let a number affect my personality yeah. and I'm just always trying to be a student based on where you've gone right now in your career and like your successes and whatnot how much of it is based around luck and how much of it is based around hard work i would say it's based on the energy i put in the world and I, I think it's a combination of both because sometimes i wouldn't consider what i'm doing hard work and sometimes i wouldn't consider what i'm doing luck or what i get luck um it's all it's always connections and the people you meet and the people you're able to relate to so i think it's just the energy i put out and that being said it's just that Every day I wake up, I want to change the world and I want to be good at photography. And I, 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 I elicit that in everything I say and every, in the way I carry myself. And I think people pick that up right away. Like you said, like I was ready to learn as soon as I met you yeah. because I admire what you've provided for a lot yeah. of people. So I think people, I think people catch on that really quickly. And I think that I, I'm the beneficiary to certain things because of that. Does it frustrate you how difficult sometimes it is to pass along a positive message you know when when charity as you mentioned doesn't get the same love as like something very prototypically street i try not to let stuff like that frustrate me more so i just i'm just optimistic that if but if i continue to just lead through action more and more people will do it because the time i spend being frustrated on something i could invest that energy into something else like yeah. you know send a positive message to someone else as opposed to just being negative about something I see somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you, was that ever, was it, has that always been the ongoing narrative for you? Is like always positivity, 
always on the positive tip or were there moments in you know growing up where you had to kind of like take a step back and realize yo i need to i need to check myself we've always tried to be positive especially in the last two years yeah. as i've gone through this whole phase of just trying to discover myself and take care of myself so that i can take care of others and i think before that i definitely i've gone through tough phases in terms of identity and yeah. When it comes to the work I'm doing, what it yeah. is that I want to do with it. When you say identity, you mean where you stand within, you know, the photographic world or... Where I, where I stand with my friends, my family. At the time, it felt like where I stand with Instagram and stuff, yeah, all yeah. that kind of stuff. But you quickly realize you're bigger than that. Everyone's bigger than that. It's just a platform. And I think the challenges that I've faced growing up and having to figure it out on my own and finding out that there's a way to learn on my own now. Uh, I've just been positive ever since. And how would you define the process of learning on your own? You know, like how do, how do you best structure that for ultimate, you know, success or to like actually have something that's scalable? Like, hey, you know what? Like, I've now sort of broken down the approach to learn in an efficient way. I'm still learning how to do that. So my approach is whatever comes to mind, just ask, 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 and try to apply it and get better every day. Do you see any parallels between basketball and photography? Personally, yes. The feeling I get um, when I'm fully invested in it, it could be like a serious game. I'm not as good as I would play before, but like when I remember being young and being able to just like, go up and express myself freely and be able to, you know, score and do that. And then today when I'm taking pictures and I'm in a place where the people don't even speak, speak the same language as me, but it's, uh, they seem like some of the best days of my life. It, there's parallels there. There's, there's similarities in terms of the emotion I experience because I, I feel like it touches it, it touches all aspects of your intuition. If you had to describe yourself as an NBA player, but of the photographic world, <laughs> who would you be? Well, I'd be Devin Booker. <laughs> Why is that? Because <laughs> he's sick. He's good. He's gonna be great. Yeah. I don't know, man. I can't. I, if I if I was to really think about it, that's like that's like the quick answer. But hmm, maybe you can help me. I'm just trying to think of someone. I'm not. I'm not that good with basketball players. I'm not that good with basketball yeah. players. Oh man, I'm trying to think. Maybe like Clay Thompson or something. Just like quiet approach, and just always trying to get better. <laughs>